Hello everybody, my name is Ron Kanzler and we want to welcome you to another uh, episode of Disciple Making Church podcast. Um, we're doing it live today and uh, this is really, man, we are so glad you decided to join us because this is really, uh, I think, a valuable thing because Ken, what we decided to do today is we want to uh, to connect with the local church. By the way, this is Ken Adams. Let <laughs> me introduce you. him. Ken Adams is the uh, director and founder of uh, Impact Ministries. My name is Ron, and uh, we have a really special guest here today. His name is Scott McGinnis, and uh, he is the community outreach pastor at Crossroads Church. That's right. And so, man, it's going to be a great time. Uh, we're going to focus in today, like we have been doing, on how do we flesh out becoming a disciple-making church and really just kind of the nuts and bolts uh, of doing that. And so here's what we'd love to, you to do is uh, share this. Even now, if you're thinking of somebody, man, they need to see this, like this, share this. And uh, we're so glad that you're here on this last day of summer. Do you know yeah. that, Ken? You know, I think I saw that. Yeah. Until yeah. 9 tonight, Eastern yeah. time, it is summer. Yeah, that's amazing. Fall man. is a great time to be talking about these kinds of things. So, Scott, yeah. we're so glad that you are here. Yeah. And uh, so, Ken, today I think we're going to be really kind of fleshing out this idea of what does it look like to be a disciple-making church. So, yeah. really, what are we going to be yeah. kind of fleshing yeah. out? Yeah, so, you know, just uh, piggybacking on what you said, you know, we we uh, we kind of retooled our podcast recently, yeah. this uh uh, concept of disciple making church mm. being a really a podcast that people could come to to hear uh, how it looks like in a in a real church setting where mm. uh, people are just trying to flesh out uh, really the mandate of Jesus to go and make disciples of all nations and what does that look like in a local church and so um, so you're exactly right mm. we are actually just trying to give nuts and bolts and real tools. Mm for how that looks. And so uh, clearly one of the very first places that you start is as a church, in order to make disciples, you got to reach the culture, mm. right? You got to reach the culture. And so uh, so the goal is, is that, you know, uh, we want to share Christ with everybody and anybody right. that we can. But ultimately, if we're going to help people become fully trained disciples, is that we're hoping that they'll step into a, into our church, and mm. we're hoping that they'll become a part of a disciple-making process that really is the reason that our church exists. We're trying to help people go from being untrained right. seekers to becoming fully trained disciples. Right. And so uh, we like to think of it like this. We like to think that you know, if, if you came up to my house, you know, and you came up to to, to, to visit or to see me or, or have dinner or whatever, pretty good chance you're coming to the front door, right? Now, you get to some people's houses, front door ain't been open in years. <laughs> but you come to my house, you're probably going to go to the front door. You're probably not going through the garage unless you're family, unless you've been there before. It's true. But if it's your first time and you've not been in that house before, you're probably coming to the front door. Mm -hmm. And that's the entryway. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that we have a front door to our church, yeah. guess what? Is I mean, to our house, we need a front door to the church. We need to have a door where people know this is a way to get into the life of our church. Mm -hmm. And in the, if they take that step, then we have a much higher percentage of them taking other. But the odds are, if they don't take that first step, they're not taking any other steps or yeah. probably not going to take the steps that you have. So, so you know, a lot of times people talk about 
you know, are we trying, are, are, are we missional or are we attractional? Mm. Man, we're both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we are trying to be <clears throat> missional in the sense of we're taking the gospel to people that yeah. need it. But we're also trying to invite people to come and check out mm. what God's doing in our church because we need to be a part of the body of Christ. So there is a, a door. In fact, uh, here in our church, uh, we actually have what we call five doors uh, that people can walk through to become a part of our church. And so, Scott, you lead some of this. So um, just walk us through, uh, kind of give us an explanation. What are, what are those five doors? Yeah, well, so, I mean, in, in Coweta County, where we are, I know there's over 60,000 people that don't have a church home. Mm-hmm. And so the need to reach out is is great. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I know that's true, you know, wherever you are. Right. Uh, the need is, is so great. And so we have uh, these doors, just like mm-hmm. you're talking about, that people can walk through. And, um, you, you know, the first one is personal invites. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that... Um, that's the one that most people are familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, you know, inviting people to come, having that personal invite, inviting your neighbor, inviting mm-hmm. your relative, inviting your coworker, you know, the people that are closest to you, kind of in your, mm-hmm. you know, sphere of influence. Those are the people that you can reach out to mm-hmm. and invite. Um, and, you know, here at Crossroads, we, we have lots of tools that help people do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, we have like, you know, invite cards mm-hmm. that we provide people. They can invite, you right. know, use that. Um, we, we also have, you know, the other doors mm-hmm. that uh, that help people or mm-hmm. kind of act as tools yeah. to help them invite. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, by the way, there, there's a guy that comes to our church now. He's been coming for over 30 years that uh, I, I connected with him in, in a gym where we worked out together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he didn't come right away, but... Uh, uh, but years down the road, uh, he ended up coming into the life of our church and is still in that process of becoming a fully trained disciple because at some point I invited him and said, hey, why don't you just come check it out? Why don't you just come and see? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think that's the one that people remember. Yeah. You know, that's the one that if you said, yeah. how did you come to Crossroads? They would somebody say invited somebody me. invited. Yeah. Me. yeah. You know, it might be it might be 10 other things that happen. Yeah. But that's the one that they're going to remember. Yeah. Somebody invited yeah. me to Crossroads. So the second door would be like a servant project. right? Exactly. What's so that, what's the, that mean? The, the second door is like servant evangelism projects. And there are things like they, they can range from, you know, passing out water bottles mm-hmm. at a at a Home Depot or you know a building project helping someone mm-hmm. build a wheelchair ramp for their house or you know doing something in the community like mm-hmm. working with you know local government local officials to help build, you know build a park you know it, it can range from very small projects to very big projects and mm-hmm. involve you know 10 people in a small group to involving the entire church yeah. and and doing those things you know, really, while, while you're serving people, while, while you're meeting kind of a, a felt need, you know, yeah. that's a great opportunity to invite them to come yeah. to Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And I think one, and one of the things that uh, I think we've seen really effective is just serving teachers in school systems and oh, going man. in and, we've had, and feeding them and things like that. Right? Yeah, we've had such a great impact with that. So we have small, we have 32 schools in Coweta County. Um, we've got about half of those that have been adopted by small groups. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, we do lunches and prayer cards mm-hmm. and do special things for custodians mm-hmm. or the SRO officers or, you know, different days throughout the year they're constantly in there and we just recently had somebody that said you know through the pandemic 
they were watching church online. Mm. They watched us a couple of times and they said when they decided to come back to church, they decided to come to Crossroads because our, ch our church was so consistent with being mm -hmm. in the school mm -hmm. and serving as mm -hmm. a teacher yeah. at East Coyote High School. Yeah. And um, she was very, you know, very specific about, you know, hey, you guys were there through the whole thing. You yeah. were consistent. And so when we when we wanted to pick a church, we wanted to come to Crossroads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you know, you remember uh, a year or two ago, uh, right after all the stress and strain, or sort of it, it, it really, in the, I guess it's still in the middle of the stress and strain of the pandemic, uh, we went and fed all of the workers at our local hospital mm -hmm. yeah. and set up a, a food truck and fed all these people. And, you know, I think, I think what happens <laughs> is, is that you have uh, people that, that, the, that you might be, uh, serving, but then when you come back with a personal invite, or you've invited somebody, and then our church shows up and serves, all these things work together because just the serving itself is typically not a high yield type of outreach. It's something right. that that you might not see a quick return on that, like you would a personal invite. But when you combine the two together, it starts to add up. Mm -hmm. What's the third one? Uh, the third one is special days and events, and um, that's something that. Um, you know, we love to do it. I think we have a couple of days a year that are no brainers, like, you know, Christmas and Easter. Those are special days. People, you know, typically are looking for a church to come That's to right. on those days. And, and you should really, you know, make as much effort as you can to make those days yeah. as special as possible uh, for yeah. the people that come. Put your best foot forward. Mm. Uh, but there are also other opportunities, you know, throughout the year that, you know, we can do things that, are kind of on, on that attractional end, mm -hmm. you know, what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know there's a debate about attractional mission or whatever. I think we should do both, just like mm -hmm. what you were saying. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to have an opportunity to do something um, that, it really, for me, it's not about being attractional. It's about providing tools mm -hmm. to the congregation that allows them to reach out to the community and invite their friends. Mm -hmm. Just another, you know, somebody might not come to a church service, but if you do an event like a, you know, we have an amphitheater. We just recently did um, Big Top and Barbecue, where we had some circus entertainers come in and we had a barbecue. Then we had a huge group of people come, 500 first-time guests. Wow. I mean, what what event do you do or what service do you have in right. the year that you have 500 oh opportunities to make a first impression? Yeah. yeah. And and so, I mean... It, you don't even have that many on Easter weekend. You don't have that many guests. That's a, it's an enormous mm. amount of first-time guests. Good. And mm -hmm. so... Um, you know, and it's also an opportunity. So this is kind of a sidetrack. I don't know if I'm allowed to do it. But, but we also do something called Reaching Our World, right? Mm -hmm. We do a, a class um, to train people to, right. you know, to reach out, to mm -hmm. have a plan. Yeah. To, and so for those people that have taken the class, this is an opportunity for them to put that into practice. Yeah. That's, that's right there. You know, it's, it's easy mm -hmm. um, for them to invite somebody to come yeah. and be a part of that. Yeah. And so our, our events that we do outside of those special days like Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, mm -hmm. um, really have a big impact in the community mm -hmm. in that we see a lot of first-time guests. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's there's good. a couple of times of the year a lot of times when you go into the fall, that's a, a, a season mm -hmm. where a lot of people are coming back off of vacation, getting ready to get back into a routine school year, looking for a church 
to be a part of. Same thing happens at the first of the year because a lot of people are starting off the new year yeah. trying to make changes in their life. And so yeah. it, it is so important to leverage those opportunities yeah. with lots of ways to encourage folks to come and take a take a step. I think we have one coming up, right? I mean, we have a big um, holiday or a festival time in our season. So what's we've done some stuff also at the around Halloween and, and that kind of thing. What, what's yeah. some stuff? I don't know if we can say Halloween. Can we say Halloween? I think so. <laughs> it's, it's a fall, fall, fall festival. Yeah, fall, fall festival. festival. Yeah, so so in, in the past, we've had an opportunity to do something. Um, we call it Fall Rush. Mm -hmm. And we, we have, you know, a lot of small groups and they're all spread out all over Coweta County. Mm -hmm. And we had been doing something at the church, but we thought, you know, what a great way, what a great day when everybody is coming to knock on your door mm -hmm. to have an opportunity mm -hmm. where, mm -hmm. you know, our small groups scattered yeah. all throughout Coweta County mm -hmm. could do a special thing yeah. in their neighborhood, like a block party bouncy house or you know pass out candy but also pass out invites and 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 really make those connections to the culture mm -hmm. world's coming to your door right exactly. yeah i mean they're yeah. they're coming right to you and yeah. so what a great time to have fun with your small group fellowship but also just connect with people in your neighborhood you know talk about the day and mm -hmm. and then say hey you know if you don't have a church home come to crossroads personal yeah. invite how about yeah. the small groups we call them discovery groups here mm -hmm. yeah so so we have that's one of the doors that we have is uh, discovery groups and discovery groups are they're, they're very they're, they're not a like a Bible study that you would have in your house. It's mm -hmm. not a traditional small group. It's more of an evangelistic kind of small group right. that is meeting a, a felt need. Right. So if you're like you have a couple hundred houses in your neighborhood, right. you can go you pass out flyers and say, hey, we're having a marriage you know, mm -hmm. seminar for like five weeks, for like five weeks. Mm -hmm. And you come and you might get 10 couples to mm -hmm. come to your house. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't go to church anywhere. Maybe yeah. they do, but they come and you have just a really great discussion about ways to make yeah. your marriage better. Yeah. And you don't hide anything. It's not a bait and switch, right. but you're really focusing on the marriage side of it. But by the end of it, you've, you've had such an opportunity to connect with people mm -hmm. and develop relationships with them that, the invite to Crossroads is natural mm -hmm. at the end of it. Mm. You know, uh, we've, we've done uh, a number of these uh, small groups, particularly the marriage groups, and it is always, always uh, fruitful in some regard. Mm. Uh, either somebody comes to know Christ, accepts Christ, or somebody comes and checks out the church, becomes a huge, you know, uh, part of our church. I mean, there, there has never been a single one that I've mm. done that hasn't had... Uh, some sort of a, a great fruitful opportunity to come out of it. So yeah, I mean uh, you're really meeting that felt need up front. Oh yeah. Of you know because people are struggling with their marriages, people are yeah. struggling with their families. People, <clears throat> we had one that was a um, health like a, not yeah. a weight loss thing, but healthy yeah. living yeah. kind of one. And and I think all of those are felt needs that yeah so many people have in our community. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. if we can begin by meeting that, absolutely, it gives us a great. Yeah. Um, strategic yeah. uh, way to invite them and then uh to nowadays you have uh, a lot of social media and advertising we still we still believe advertising is an effective way doing a direct mail piece I know a lot of people maybe don't do as much advertising but it's yeah. still a very effective way of getting the word to a lot of people I, yeah i think it's crazy not to i mean because we have so many people i mean if you look around if you go to a restaurant if you go anywhere everybody's on their phone 
and, and they're looking at Facebook, they're looking mm-hmm. at Instagram, they're looking right. at whatever whatever thing they look at. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have people in your church that are you know reposting things that mm-hmm. you know invites to the new sermon series that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you get your congregation involved in reposting those kind of things, mm-hmm. y- you hit hundreds and thousands of people, you know, with that. And that's, and that's one of those things that somebody sees it and they may go, you know, they kind of put it in the back of their mind, mm-hmm. you know, and then they see us out, you know, mm-hmm. doing a servant evangelism yeah. project. Yeah. And then when their neighbor invites them to come to one of the events, they're, they're more likely to come yeah. because that's been there. Yeah, and you know, a couple of things here. You know, uh, you've, you've probably heard this uh, a time or two that, that for a person to usually come to a church and, mm. and hear more about Christ or whatever, it usually requires multiple contacts. Right. Yeah. It usually is not a one-time, hey, won't you come to our church? Or, hey, can I talk with you about mm-hmm. you know, your relationship with God? Usually it takes three, four, five, sometimes even as many as seven contacts mm-hmm. for that person to eventually say, you know what, maybe I need to check this out. And, you know, it doesn't cost a lot. It's not like you have to have a huge budget right. to do social media. Right. You know, every church can do yeah. something with oh, social yeah. media yeah. and, um, you know, put you know, invites out there. And, and um, it's a great way, a great yeah. tool to reach out to so many people yeah. in your community. And, and this is what's crazy, is that uh, you, you, oh, so many churches, and this is where I think we have some nuts and bolts here to help people, is that so many churches have no idea that this ought to be a part of an annual plan. Yeah. That there ought to be a plan where you get it on your calendar, you budget dollars to make it happen, and then you actually are very strategic because at the end of the day, if we're making disciples, we gotta be reaching people. Right. At the end of the day, if you're not reaching people, you're not making disciples. If you're not making disciples, you're not fulfilling the mission that Jesus gave the church 2,000 years ago. Right, Mm -hmm. amen. And so so you've gotta set up where whether you're church year starts when school year starts like right. ours or whether it starts in January or whatever the case is that that needs to be a part of an annual strategic plan that your church has you got to have yeah. an outreach piece of that yeah. of that plan I mean think yeah. about how so like the super sauce for all of this is that if you're strategic and you you, you make it a part of your annual plan and you do things like you know at the beginning of a of a, of a season, you know, say you have an outreach season, you do something, you do um, your evangelism training or you're reaching our world class, mm-hmm. right? You do that at the beginning mm-hmm. and you start to train people. And then from there, you do a servant evangelism project. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're going to start handing out baskets to, to people that, you know, they move into the neighborhood, new movers. Mm-hmm. We're going to hand out hundreds of baskets to people um, coming up here very soon. Yeah. And, um, but we're going to do a class to talk about having a plan, a personal plan for mm-hmm. reaching our world. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a servant evangelism project, mm-hmm. right? And then that servant evangelism project can lead to, maybe we do a couple of those, right? And then we have discovery groups that connect to the plan. And then you have that special day or, you know, the big event that you have. And at that event, you can invite people to a new teaching series, you know, that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. And then from the new teaching series, you say, hey, come to our next step process. Yeah. And then once they get in that, yeah. it's, it's yeah. I don't even know the right way. It, it's huge yeah. to get somebody into that spot. Yeah. So you're reaching out to the culture 
and then strategically you're moving yeah. people to that yeah. point where the goal is to get them there yeah. and that doesn't just happen you know yeah. I mean to, to to line up a teaching series with a special event it takes a lot of planning right you know to and to have that um, you know reaching our world class before all of that starts it you have to have it in your planning yeah. early on yeah so I love the fact that that's not just winging it that's not just yeah. random stuff thrown on a yeah. calendar that's very strategic very intentional in order to help people to come come and see come and hear you know what Christ can do in their life so let, let me let me tie some sure. of this together real quick one is that uh, you know the reason that all this is important is because the entire movement of Christianity started 2,000 years ago with an invitation. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to a couple of John's disciples, come and see, mm -hmm. come and see. Now, if that worked 2,000 years ago, why in the world would we think that we need to do something different today? Mm -hmm. You know, everything that we're talking about here today all comes back to the, to the model and to the example that Jesus gave us. Right. And, and Jesus, Jesus started the movement of Christianity, accomplishing the mission of making disciples with two words or three words, come and see. Mm -hmm. He started it off with an invitation. And all of these doors that we're talking about are ultimately just different ways for us to be personally inviting people. That's right. So we might do a servant project but we want to invite people. It's still all about relationships. Mm -hmm. So people reach people, not programs. And so we want to go into a home and do a marriage group because that creates relational environment. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to go uh, to the schools or fire departments over and over again because it creates a relational connection. Uh, we want to, uh, uh, you know, to do... Uh, servant projects and we even want to do uh, social media with our friends our peer groups you know so so ultimately it's all about relationships people reaching people not programs programs don't reach people people do mm -hmm. and then uh, really the last thing is is that um, you know this is ultimately all about uh, getting a first step toward several steps of becoming a fully trained disciple mm. you know you uh, uh, you, you know that uh, in, instead of you know if, if you're all, all you're doing is making converts if that's all you're doing just making converts then you can just you know have Christ conversations gospel conversations help people come and that's it mm. but if you're looking to help people uh, come to know Christ identify with Christ through baptism and then grow in Christ and become a fully trained disciple then that's a part of being a process. I, I have people tell me this all the time. They say, well, I know you guys are really big into discipleship. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? To a degree, that's true. But really, it's about much more than that. We're really into disciple making. Mm -hmm. And disciple making includes discipleship and evangelism. Jesus never separated the two. Mm -hmm. Jesus connected the two together. And that's how you're going to change the world. And so... So it, it, I think it's ironic that some, some people who think yeah. that we're just about discipleship have no idea how much time, energy, and effort right. we put into an outreach plan because ultimately you can't make disciples if people are not coming to know <laughs> Christ right. and giving their lives to Him and following Him in baptism. So 
Um, so, yeah, I think this is all hopefully very helpful and very beneficial to people that are thinking through how do we how do we reach our community, how do we reach the culture, and how do we make disciples. And in fact, uh, Ryan, I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but we have a resource called Reaching Our World that we can make available to people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, man, this is this has been fantastic stuff, guys. I mean, seriously. Uh, this is uh, really where the rubber meets the road for churches. And, uh, you know, we hope that uh, you're watching this because you want to figure out how do you become a disciple-making pastor, a disciple-making church. Uh, we're here to help you do that. Yeah. That's what this blog is about. Um, and so we have this resource. We have some other resources on our website, impactdisciples.com. Um, but maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I can't do all that. Mm. That's a lot. Like, I'm a small church or mm. uh, I don't have a big budget. But um, really, we would just encourage you to to first start thinking strategically, what is your mm. doors into mm. the community? How do you connect? Mm. And based on our budget, how do, what are the things that we can yeah. do? Maybe yeah. it's just you connect in the community you just know, one place. Yeah, and it really and truly, I mean, we've been hammering this out for 33 years. Mm. And we've been doing a lot of these things since our church was just started out in the school so it scales yeah but the concepts are really they're there you can do it at every single stage of the life of a church that's exactly right so you know you, you might hear all these things and say there's no way we could do all that listen we say this all the time right start somewhere yeah that's good. and uh sit down and, and with your team you might be the you are the team but uh sit down begin to say in this coming year on this first day of fall yeah we're going to at least begin to think strategically about how do we connect with our culture uh, and begin to invite them into the crowd. Right. How do we invite them to come and see? Right. Yeah, it's and not going to happen by accident. It's not. You've you got to be intentional. you got to yeah. have a plan. That's good. And, um, you know, you can't sit around and just hope people walk in. you got to ask Hope them. is not a plan. Hope is yeah. not a plan. Yeah. I've heard, heard that somewhere. That? Yeah. 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 So, so we, uh, we hope this encourages you. <laughs> we hope this challenges you. Uh, we don't want it to be overwhelming. I don't think so. It's exciting, really. Uh, and uh, at Impact Disciples, we really want to come alongside you and help you mm. and be a resource for you. Uh, a number of ways we can do that is uh, we, if you go to our, our website, you can request someone to actually give you a call. We'll actually sit down and kind of walk you through some yeah. of these things. Yeah. Look at what's going on at your church and and maybe help you even come up with a plan for uh, mm. for opening up some doors to your community. Mm. Um, we can come and at some point maybe do a disciple making church. Yes. Um, something really cool if you're a pastor here and mm. and this is something that uh, God is stirring in your heart to to really make a priority in your life. Um, we actually have a disciple making pastor training online, and and so the date for that is actually October 27th. Pastor Ken will be leading that online. Mm -hmm. Man, it is. There's a cost involved, but it is well worth every mm. penny. Yeah, be good. Uh, that'll be done. So we'll invite you to that. And then uh, longer term, although not that far away, January of 23, we have the Disciple Making Summit coming up at the end of January. Um, you don't want to miss that. You don't want to. It's going to be fantastic. That. Yeah, that's good. And uh, yep. so, so uh, you guys have any final thoughts or uh, any any ideas about I, any you, final word? You know, have a plan. Yeah, have a plan. Okay. Be strategic. Yeah. Be intentional. Um, the the cost is too high. Lots of people need Jesus yeah. out there, That's and you got to go out there and, and and reach them. Yeah, you know, if Jesus came to seek and to save the lost, mm. how do we not? Wow, wow, good challenging words at the very end here. And so this thing is all about going and being and building disciples. So we want to challenge you to do that. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.